Hello everyone, welcome back to another season, I guess I can say, for Off The Map. It feels like it's been a while, Lee Dalton, but here we are, the Group 1 racing is certainly in full swing and we've got the podcast uh, back up and running. We're back, first up, uh, so we'll see how we go, but I, I'd imagine it'd be Season 3 now, or depends what you count as a season, because we <laughs> yeah. do sort of the carnivals. Um, season 3, Episode 1. That's it, that's what we'll call it for uh, reporting purposes. And we are going to start in race one, the Winona Girl. Uh, there's a bit to touch on in, in most races there on Saturday, so bear with us. The first talking point as far as the speed map goes in this race is Booker. Yes. Now, a lot of punters would have seen her trial exceptionally well, mm-hmm. ridden very aggressively. How do you see her playing out in terms of her first up run there Saturday? I found it tricky. I know Booker reasonably well from my time in Melbourne and uh, obviously still keep an eye on racing down there. And for me, Booker was stamped as the type that needed to smother away midfield or a pair worse and be produced very late and have that really strong turn of foot. Obviously had the change of stable, Alton and Zara now with uh, Gerald Ryan. Um, it takes me back to Solicit a little bit who changed from Alton and Zara and came up to Gerald's and realistically found a leg when got to Gerald. So not saying that she's not going well, but I, she could go to a whole new level under Gerald. I have to map her back based on my history and what I know about Booker in Melbourne and the fact there are some quite fast, hard-fit horses here like Spiritual Pursuit, uh, Invictus Salute, uh, I expect Seasons to go forward, so I think they'll still be going back on Booker here. We will definitely ask Gerald the question in the morning just to be sure because everyone saw that recent trial led all the way, one by a margin. So. We'll do our best to confirm that for the participants and let them know early tomorrow. But I'm saying at this stage, go back. And just quickly, for Seeker, one of the better back to runners early days uh, in markets. She looks to get every possible. She just lobs, in, lobs into a lovely spot. Should get the perfect run just behind the speed. There'll be no dramas there. All right, going across to the two-year-old races. Uh, one of the last chances to get into the Golden Slipper, of course, in a couple of weeks' time. Todman Stakes. Now, interestingly here, you've got Farn and Ben Crossed. Take me through that. That's right. And look, normally when you map up races and you've got a Waterhouse bot runner, you can pretty confidently say, well, bang, there's my leader and I'll mm. build the map. Especially draw that. one. Yeah, you don't want to waste the barriers. Yeah. However, there's another factor here, and that's the Bowman factor. And Hugh Bowman is notoriously a more patient, come out, see how it all unfolds before making a decision. I don't think Hugh goes out there very often with a, a set plan in his mind, and I don't think any trainer would really hold Hugh to any instructions either because he's such a great field jockey, uh, um, that'd be one way to put it. He sums things up for himself and he's got the feel of the horse and he's a horseman and uh, that's why he's been so successful. I think if he feels a bit of pressure coming from wide through the speed runners that we've got in Bartley and Tregola, the Blue Diamond winner, Hugh would be content to take a sit I believe and I wouldn't be surprised if it's there thinking to get away from the fence coming to the turn either from barrier one and offset that barrier, which sounds bizarre to a lot of people, but not always is barrier one necessarily uh, a one spot. You may want to get off that away from the fence in a lot of cases, and I think that's what could be the plan here with uh, the well-fancied Farnham heading towards the slipper. And the Asterix runners here, uh, Black Opal, of course, there's a couple of dual acceptors there. Bartley, you've got outside of the lead, it's in the Opal at the moment. Uh, and also Barbaric for the Snowden, so that's certainly something to keep an eye on the as well. The picture can change here a bit. The other one I'll mention is Blazer Trail. Drew wide last time. Uh, the intention was to be prominent with cover on that occasion. Drawn Barrier 3 gets Tim Clark on a very on pacey style rider. I wouldn't be surprised to see Blazer Trail. I, I expect it to be much closer. If something was to happen and Bartley wasn't here, Blazer Trail, the horse that could end up leading a race like this without much drama. 
The Wallapeg at the blinkers first time, but they have got tricky draws in Global Coast and Blondeau, and I expect them to let the speed go early. As far as the makeup of the race, though, you'd be pretty confident this would be a fast early tempo. Yes, at this stage of the year, heading into the slipper, it's game on. Like we're, today, we're going for broke. Like there's no sit back and let's see, let's try and teach this horse to race, or let's do this. This is, we've got however many days to a golden slipper and we need to see what we've got and we've got to get them in that field because that's where the money is and that's what the game's all about. You've also got the Riesling uh, pegged as a fast early speed, that's with Supreme Idea leading, mm. uh, that's what she did last start, leading all the way. That day though, she got a pretty soft time in front, that doesn't look to be the case here. Definitely not, I'd say this will be the faster division in fact of the two-year-olds early. Uh, Supreme Idea, uh, very impressive on debut, then went to a race at Caulfield and the rider jumped off and said look, no good in between horses, came to Sydney to change your tactics to be in front, clear out, worked. This will be a different story. It's 1,200 metres, which is a question mark, but you've also got speed via uh, Joe Valady, who sat up outside the lead on debut, Mildred down from Victoria, up from Victoria even, yeah. uh, has to go <laughs> forward from that wide barrier. Dame Giselle, I think you'll see a little bit more positive in the early stages there. Um, Centennial's drawn a good barrier, Blinkers first time, Faira was a change of tactics to be more forward, so there's going to be a bit of urgency there in the early part of this race for sure. And for the punters that are looking out for Celsa Beal and See You Soon, mm. how does a race like this set up for those? I think See You Soon, barrier 11, wet track, fast tempo, it's absolutely spot on, perfect. Celsa Beal, barrier 1, look they should stretch out enough that Sells a bill from a midfield or a couple of pairs worse position should be able to get out and into the race. But I, I'd rather draw 11 in this race than draw one if I was um, owning one of the back markers. Okay, just watch this space regarding Celsa Bill because she's also accepted for the Black Opal. Correct. All right, moving across to the Fireball, what a race this is. We've lost a couple. There's a couple of early scratchings, but as far as the meat is concerned, the better horses in the race, they're all still there. Fascinating race. Another fast early speed. You imagine Splintex, given how well he went last start in, in the similar circumstances, 1,100 metres straight to the front, run them into the ground. That's right. Uh, Splintex had been down to Caulfield, possibly didn't handle Caulfield the first time, which is a very common theme. Came back to Sydney last time in the Spark of Life and led and really ran along, so they'll be looking to do that here. But again, it's a very different race shape here. Uh, Valami only knows one way, drawn out in 16, be pushing forward. Anna. Anaheed coming back from Melbourne didn't really appreciate that very firm track down there last time. Drew off very wide in the Oakley Plate where they went mad. Intrepidacious is racing well on speed. Cosmic Force, Yao Dash are all horses we've seen right up in the firing line here. There's, there's even California Zimbal, like I've mapped California Zimbal back midfield. Well, we've seen that Caulfield during the spring led all the way virtually, controlled the speed. That's so right. she beat Loving Gabby that day, didn't that's she? That's right, yeah. So. The only real get-back horses here are True Detective because of the barrier, no choice but to go back. Dawn Passage, who isn't your typical Waterhouse bot type, and will come back from that draw. And Pandemic, who did just the biggest job of all time last time at Caulfield versus the bias. Drew Barrier 1 ended up making its run into the race 4 and 5 wide around the turn, and not many, if any, were able to do anything like that on that day there where the track was uh, very much fence and on-pace bias. So pandemic they're going to be really well suited by the hot speed here all righty moving across now the canterbury stakes the first group one on the program you've got be good to your mother uh, the melbourne raider coming up uh, leading this field white moss is a horse we know well she's generally close to the speed and sabatiano 
just lobs in exactly the same spot as we saw first up. It's nearly uh, copy and paste for Savitiano and really uh, with the fitness edge on uh, horses like Mr. Seawolf, Bostonian, going to be able to get in front of those pretty easily. Be good to your mother from White Moss. Standout running third, fourth, won't be far away I wouldn't think. Elise, uh, Bowman used the good barrier last time, barrier one to go through and hold a spot. Here drawn seven of seven, I'd expect they need to come back and uh, find a little bit of cover there, but it looks a perfect race. Both Savitiano standout get really nice runs. As far as the speed, you wouldn't expect Be Good Team Mother to go any crazy clip in front. I think they'll land there and White Moss will be happy to sit up outside and it'll just be very leisurely at best. Okay, as far as the map goes, this is the most fascinating one of the day. I uh, don't envy you having to put this one together. Uh, you've got the challenge stakes, of course, a thousand metres, and wow, we get some speed here. You've got Nature Strip drawn one, holding the front. Take us through that. It was a challenge, you're right. Well-named race. <laughs> uh, we've essentially got two races here. You've got uh, three, six of them that all can lead any given thousand, 1,100, 1,200 metre race in the country. Uh, and then you've got a pair in Deprive and Santa Ana Lane who are constantly out the back and running on. Uh, how far back they get here, I'm not too sure because they will just go like mad early on. I've got Nature Strip leading. Look, it could be a race to experiment and say let's try and get Nature Strip to switch off again as they tried to do last year. But on the flip side, we've seen the best of Nature Strip when allowed to roll in front and yes. go. So I don't, there's probably not upside any upside fighting Nature Strip at the thousand. Got Miss Leonardo sitting up outside. This interestingly happened in the Moya Stakes at Group 1 level last spring. Um, Miss Leonardis sat there with Nature Strip on speed and only went down by a very slender margin. So probably pays to forgive Miss Leonardis's first up run at Caulfield where had mucus, was scoped and not all was in order. So going to go around here a, a very rough hope um, in the market but has got that form line through Nature Strip. Uh, Jungle Edge drops back from the 1,200 to 1,000. Probably going to be a little bit outsped. We won't see Jungle Edge in the normal spot. Red Zell Baller Muscle, I'm immortal. So they'll absolutely go mad here no matter which way you look at it. Even if these, this map here is not correct, the bottom line is it's going to be million miles an hour. It's not often you see Baller Muscle not leading a field. Like He's just a rubber-stamped leader. So. Very rare. Be keen to see what they do out of the gates. When I first looked at this race, I thought well, Barrier 1 is a disaster for, for Nature Strip. But you go back through his, his Barrier 1 form, and he's won his last three from the inside marble. But you still can't get out of your head the fact that he's not a brilliant beginner, but he and just musters really quickly. Musters so if like a red zill or something comes out like a bullet gates, yeah. and just crosses him instantly... It's uh, going to make for a very interesting... The first yeah. furlong is going to be critical here. 100%. Like, you wouldn't think in a 1,000-metre race at the early parts quite so critical they all jump they all run but this is here how they all land is going to be very very interesting yes all right the Randwick guineas now this is just a you spoke of a copy and paste before for Sabatian now as far as the Hobartville goes you've thrown a little spinner in the works here because in the Hobartville the holy one was expected to lead that race yes he came out a bit tardy though and, and couldn't quicken and found himself spat out the back potentially he reverses that and finds himself in front by default, like, <laughs> yes, it's impossible to find another leader. And if we look back at the Holy Ones, uh, two runs in Melbourne, uh, at Sandown and Mooney Valley, been on speed. Uh, another run around the valley, been on speed. If they can manage to get the Holy One to jump, the lead will be there for the taking. 
Prince Farwas is another candidate for the lead, I, I believe, uh, off two good trials. First up, two like pacey trials showed a bit more speed. Stable were on the ball with the change of tactics. Let's go forward here in a race with not much speed. Also had some issues at the start and didn't get there, but today, 1600, barrier three, I'd imagine will be right there. I looked at microphone and I, I said, oh, microphone, 1600 blinkers off. Here we go, it'll be right a little bit quiet to try and get the mile, but then you look at the race and like the, the outside lead spot's just there. Microphone came out of the machine so well in the Hobartville, just landed there. So look, if jumps like that again, we'll be sitting up outside the lead for sure. Uh, the one I thought could be a little bit closer here was Warning, um, the yeah, Victoria Darwin one. winner. Mm, look, if you go back to, uh, there's a race there at Flemington uh, in October last year. Drew Barrier won over 1,800 metres and was able to hold a spot midfield. Uh, I've got no doubt that with not much tempo here, this mile race will be similar and from no need to waste the barrier and can definitely hold the spot midfield here. Two worth touching on are the ones out the back for Chris mm. Waller now. You've got Reloaded pretty much settling last and yep. Pancho second last. Mm. In the Hobartville, they were able to use very cosy draws to be third and fourth in the run. Yep. They don't get that luxury here. No, Reloaded in particular drew well, landed in the perfect spot, had the perfect run and was just a little bit one pace late. I'd imagine here from Barrier 13, very few options to, to go back. Possibly they chance the arm with Pancho, uh, given there's not much speed on paper, but from the draw, it's going to make it a little bit tricky. Yeah, and of course, we better touch on Brandenburg. He was mm. completely forgotten first up, but here he is. It was a really um, a, a smart ride. Like, took some initiative early. The intention wasn't to be quite so close. It was going to be around midfield and said, well, hang on, there's no speed here. I'll slide forward and put myself into the race, and that was the difference. So no doubt they'll be in the back of uh, the stable's mind and the rider's mind again that this race is more or less a carbon copy of last time, and we want to be positive and look to find somewhere. Uh, whether it works out quite as well this time around, that's another question. Yeah, it was an opportunistic win, you could say, first up, but this presents in a very similar way. So. It does, and the stable's getting a little bit of momentum now, so... You don't know. All right, moving across to one of the staying features, 2,000 metres, the Randwick City Stakes. Uh, shared ambition uh, will be on a lot of punters' radars. Uh, didn't get the job done first up, but I thought he was quite good. As far as the map goes here, he's just going to tuck in behind. Interestingly, what you've got pegged as a, a slow early tempo. Looks to be no speed whatsoever, um, and two of our leaders are engaged in the Canberra Cup, so they're both the Richard Friedman pair. If Cinquedea or Mirashev were to come out, it just becomes a walking race. Wugoff would take it up in that case, but at the moment I've got Mirashev using the good barrier for Rachel King to take it up from Wugoff and Cinquedea. Shared ambition by default. Look, even first up just looks to be that little bit sharper this time in. There was a bit against first up. There, was, there wasn't much tempo in the race as well. It was a mile. It was a wet track. Yeah. Um, so you can easily forgive that. I'd imagine here, without even breathing on shared ambition early, he's going to land at Ford of midfield. Uh, and, yeah, look, maps up really, really well. Yeah. Okay, Mushareb uh, is probably worth touching on in a little bit of detail because he came out of a race that was brutally run with Tory Joy. He was the best of the on paces. Here he finds himself in a race where he could get control. Yep. So he could run a really improved race. Definitely. Even plummets in weight from two back there at Randwick when Nash rode with the 58.5, gets in here with 53, only leader. So it does look definitely attractive. The only other one I thought could map up a little bit different here was Youngstar, the Queensland Oaks winner from how many years ago is that now? 
2018, yeah, time gets away. <laughs> um, young star with the blinkers first time, barrier two. Uh, I, I think they'll be able to use that draw to be, look, again, midfield or a pair better just by the fact that there's not much speed in this race. But ultimately it maps up really well for shared ambition. Mugger 2 is a horse a lot of people are talking about. Just so impressive since... Um, good turn of foot, doesn't he? Yeah, really. That was so, such a good win last time. Look, would have been back here regardless, but Barrier 15 just throws another little sort of knife in the side. He's so. another one that's in the Canberra Cup and the stable have come out and said that's the, the preference at the moment. Probably a good move on what I can see on my map. All right, we've got this far, so we may as well just touch really quickly on, on race nine, the aspiration uh, for the, the fillies and mares. We've got emeralds in there. Who is the filly? Obviously, he comes off a little setback. Never ideal. Was supposed to run in the surround last week. Mm. I think a lot of people have her pegged as a get back run on type, but I don't think she's that one dimensional. And we'll get to see that on Saturday because there doesn't look to be a great deal of speed. She's drawn well, and she could probably be a lot closer. She has drawn well, and with fifty three kilos, obviously the three year old filly. Uh, I wouldn't imagine she'd be much further back than fourth, fifth here. Uh, won a maiden at Kembla Grange over the 1400 and sat handy to the speed on that occasion. The Baker pair control it here, Arathea with the blinkers back on, crosses over and takes it up from Missy Beale. Next in line, you, you're really struggling to find. The Promise will use the gate. I've mapped Aqua Davina quite forward. Uh, blinkers it does have a habit of missing the start, but when it does step cleanly, is capable of taking up a spot. And then you've got Emeralds right there. Uh, and I was super impressed with emeralds in that light thing as I was, being able to sit wide and run on on a day where it was very difficult to do so. Uh, she won't have anywhere near as big a task here today. I've had Irothea pegged as a mare who's better off free running um, and kind of ripping the guts out of the field in terms of putting them under pressure, but she's probably a little query at the mile. Yeah, the mile. So that's I don't very... think they'll be able to kind of put the, the pedal down. I don't think it'll be handlebars down or um, similar to uh, like how Summer Doubt won those yeah, races. that's Just right. Really rolling, I think, um, at the mile, they're going to have to err on the side of um, caution a little bit. And then you've got Dance, 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 the other runner to really quickly touch on. Big weight. Uh, very good first up, but she's going to be conceding a, a big start here. No choice from barrier 14 but to go back. Uh, the mile helps. The one I'll add in there, just looking at my map now that went out to the public last night about 4 o'clock, I've got Natoya mapped last. Killer Instinct since come out, so Natoya can probably take up that spot Killer Instinct had. Uh, and on the back of Emeralds, we all know Natoya's got a bit of X Factor and definitely on wet tracks. So probably promote her a little bit, anyone that's printed out the maps, uh, slide afford a couple of positions here. We'll certainly know how the track is playing come the last, whether that's going to suit a horse like Dancing that's coming out this, down, the, uh, down the middle yep. on a wet track, but have you got any feel in terms of where you think maybe the jocks will? My gut says that it'll be away from the fence, um, not necessarily away from the fence in run, but I think they'll work off naturally uh, as, the, as the day goes on. I, look, it's sunny here at the moment as we speak. Uh, there's a bit more rain forecast, but yeah, we're going to be dealing with soft conditions at the least, and I believe they will move away from the fence. Perfect. All right, we went a bit longer than normal now. We got a bit carried away Indeed. first yeah, up from a spell. We raced very fresh. <laughs> but yeah, we went through pretty much every race, and hopefully the punters get something out of that. Uh, can find a winner or two there at Randwick tomorrow. Thanks, Wonderful. Lee. Thank you, mate. We'll be back next week.